In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. Thank you very much, Dan. I'm here with Kelly, president of the British Bulldogs Browns Backers. Correct. And Dan, who's getting his last podcast in before he goes back to uh, New York. And w- today we'll discuss about the highlights, lowlights of 2018 as Brown fans. So let's start off with uh, you, Kelly. As a Browns fan, what has been your highlight? There were so many to choose from. Um, I think I think the thing that just made me the happiest was when there was the interception with Demarius Randall and he handed it off to Hugh Jackson on the Cincinnati sideline. That was the greatest thing it ever. It was just, you know, it was, I mean, I admit, I was one who, I was willing to give Hugh a chance. And then once, once we got to like week six or whatever it was, I just thought, I'm done. I'm done. Get rid of him. And when he handed off that 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 interception, I was it was perfect. The media tour as well ruined my perception of you, so that was just the icing on the yeah, cake. Yeah, he was just slating everybody yeah. and sour grapes. Yeah, my view on Hugh is simply uh, when he was a Browns head coach, I'd back him one hundred percent. But yeah, he, he's now joined the enemy, so uh, no love there. I'm afraid to say. Uh, Dan, what was your highlight? Uh, personally, it was probably going to my first Browns game. Uh, so it was against the Falcons. Uh, everyone in Cleveland was so nice. Um, tailgating was amazing. Obviously, I saw you there as well, so we had a bit of fun there. Um, and I just loved it. And we, we smashed the Falcons, which was just amazing to see. Did you beat me at Cornhorn? I think you did, didn't you? I did, yeah. Damn, I lost my title. Okay, and... Um, I think probably my highlight was just um, the Jets win. Um, I think mm, after yeah. all that, um, yeah, finally winning. I think that was just just an amazing thing. Obviously, I didn't go to sleep that night, and it was just um, yeah, an absolute uh, amazing thing. All three of us staying awake till five a.m. and then doing a podcast it was exhausting, and then all three of us then going to work the next day. Yeah, so. I was lucky. I didn't have to work until late that day. <laughs> so I managed to get some sleep afterwards, but it was hard getting to sleep. Oh, was... The adrenaline was just pumping. I woke um, my girlfriend up just by jumping around the house, celebrating. Popped some champagne. It's actually where the champagne spray started as exactly, well. Exactly. Yep, that's right. And uh, let's let's get a bit of a sour note. What's your uh, low low moments as a uh, Browns fan, Kelly? I think. You know, we had so many issues with the refs this year. Um, it's hard to pick one. Um, I think one of the lowest moments, you know, we had that, that missed false start on the Chargers touchdown. Um, and then the ref was fired. What, 10, 11 days later, they were fired. And, and yet we still kept having more and more missed calls by the, the refs. And, in fact, one of our members, Gordon Sparks, wrote an article about it. Um, about, you know, that maybe it's time that, you know, we start having age caps. And I don't even know if it's necessarily an age cap thing, but I don't know how much they get, you know, eye tests, physical tests where, you know, they've got to check, you know, how well they can run around. 
Um, but something something's not going well. When you know, if, if we're a bad team that keeps losing, then you can kind of understand the plays getting called against us. But when we're actually playoff contenders, and they're still making all these calls against us that are then overturned, it's ridiculous. You can easily say if the calls didn't go against us, we would have been fighting for the NFC North. Absolutely. In fact, we probably would have won it without the game against the Ravens. You said NFC. Did I? Oh, sorry, AFC. AFC. (laughs) Don't worry. Um, Dan, what's probably your lowest point in the the refereeing side from the Browns this year? Mine was probably the Raiders game. Uh, So, obviously, we were... 42 something up um, and uh, all we needed was that like, first down and we actually got it with the chub run and then the, ra- the the refs stopped us and uh, claimed it was fourth and short absolute gutting and the worst bit is I was in an airport in Thailand so I was watching it at like 4am and then I had to get on the plane so I didn't even know for three hours if we had won the game <laughs> To then get off the airplane to find out we'd lost was the most depressing part of that entire holiday. Mm. I'll probably say the uh, worst one was me, uh, the Ravens, the last game. I was there and it was from where I was sitting, it was clear it didn't go over the line. Even on the replays, it didn't go over. And then I think it was Peppers who was running up, could have got a pick six. And yeah, we got called all the way back. That would have been the difference between us losing and winning the game. So yeah, that was my frustration. Um, Dan, any other low points this year? Uh, Ward um, and his concussion. Uh, yeah. The Bengals game. Like, so obviously he had a concussion for a few weeks. Then he came back for the Bengals game, and that was awful tackling by him. And to see how bad he was after that hit, he, he was like looking around confused. Uh, he needs to tackle better because... Like he's not going to last long in the NFL, and obviously he's such a great player for us. So it'd be good if he can. Uh, hopefully he's well. Um, there hasn't been any news on it, so hopefully it's good. Yeah, myself would have been uh, Kirksey's injury, and I'd like to have seen him do better or more this season. But obviously he's been injured, and yeah, I think that's been a big blow. Kelly, any injury low low moments for you? Oh well, you gotta you gotta be sad for Christian Kirksey not making it through the season. You know he's the longest I think the longest standing member of the team currently. You know he put us you know he, he got us through the zero and sixteen the one and yeah. fifteen, and then to get injured in what was it week seven? Um, it is quite sad that he he wasn't able to see it through um, because he is a fan favorite. A lot of people really like him. So he's a great person around Cleveland. Yeah, well. yeah. So hopefully he'll be fit and fighting for two thousand nineteen. Did he get nominated for yes. um, what award was that? I can't remember. I'm going to say Walter Manor Award. The Walter Payton Award. That's the one, the no, Walter Payton, yeah. Yeah. All right, great. Let's, let's finish on a positive. What's your best Browns backer moment, uh, Dan? So, obviously, I moved to New York. Uh, so, Kelly hooked me up with the president of the New York Big Apple Backers of New York. Uh, and it was great to be there. Uh, they get like three, four hundred people a game. Uh, it gets crazy. I don't think I've come out of that place not drunk yet. <laughs> they have a penguin come at half time, pouring shots down you. Uh, well, can you define what you mean by a penguin? So, I, so one of the bartenders literally dresses up in a <laughs> penguin suit, goes onto the bar, and like tilts your head back and pours fire whiskey down you. And what is the significance of the penguin? I don't really know. I've never asked. Um, but I love him, it. You need to get him like a swagger costume. 
Right. Pig costume. Well, no, a dog costume. Get up a pug or something. Yeah. Uh, right. But either way, that place, honestly, if you're in New York for a Browns game, head down to Murray. I think it's Murray Hill. I can't remember the name of it now, but it's uh, the Brother Jimmy's, and it's you'll not regret it. Right, Kelly, we need to get a half-time comedy outfit for one of us to dress up and pour... Uh, exactly, vodka. good luck doing that in the Hippodrome. <laughs> well... Well, we'll just get Magic Mike to come downstairs, you know? If you get Channing Tatum to do that... He was then... there during the, the first week of Magic Mike in the Hippodrome. He was there in the building while we were watching our game. I was talking to Mike, the bar manager, trying to see if he could get him to come down. <laughs> give us a little shout-out. Let's make Channing Tatum a Browns fan. That is your mission for 2019. Mm. All right. Uh, Kelly, your highlight? Um, so last year, a, another Browns backers club started up here in the UK, and it was the North Cotswolds Browns backers. It was started by a couple of guys uh, who just live in the middle of nowhere, and they have turned their entire village into Browns fans. And so this year, a few of us went up there. There were probably about a dozen of us or so that went up, and uh, we partied with the North Cotswolds Browns backers, and they were so much fun. They were incredibly accommodating to us. They made us feel so welcome. We played cornhole. We had food. We did a tailgate session. And then, unfortunately, we lost the game. Um, but otherwise, it was a fantastic trip. And I'm already speaking with Howard and their group about us going up uh, this summer for, like, a you know a, a mid-season or off-season get-together, and then at least one or two trips next season and then they're talking about coming down to see us so the meeting of the uh, Browns backers clubs in the UK was fantastic excellent I think um, I went to that as well and I thought it was absolutely amazing I think they had like eight uh, uh, cornhole uh, tables or boards boards set up for us and um, yeah hospitality was like you said Kelly absolutely amazing I was very jealous I didn't get to go to that (laughs) it looked very good well, Kelly, you're going to have to make sure that's a date in the diary, and uh, that's one I don't want to miss this year. And uh, I, th- I thought myself, um, the reunion, and um, I think it was a Steelers game, the one-year uh, London reunion. Um, and I think next year we should try and invite the Cotswolds, everyone in Europe, over and yeah, try and get 100 people maybe for the uh, London reunion. Mm, yeah. That's one as well. You can also, the Welsh Browns backers, they might be interested. Yeah, yeah. They're not an them. officially recognised club, but there is a guy out there, and there, yeah. there are quite a few in Wales, so we've, we've got a, quite a following. So. The Welsh actually came to the Cotswolds, because it's quite close from Ah, OK. Yeah, so uh, they came over. All right, guys. And what are you looking forward to most in 2019? Put you on the spot there a bit. I was going to say, we haven't researched this one. Uh, <laughs> probably winning. <laughs> they actually get into the playoffs. Like, honestly, my housemates at uni were a Ravens and Steelers fan. And just seeing them actually scared of the Browns for mm. once was amazing. And I can't wait to add a few more players and just win games next year. Like, constantly. We've won three in a row. Let's go for, like, five or six. I think everyone is now feared of the... Baker Mayfield and the Browns going forward. Minus Colin Cowherd, but we won't mention him anymore. Yeah, or what's the other guy? Mike Silver, is it? Keep... Oh, there's, there's like one or two. Yeah. It? Kelly, what are you looking forward to 2019? Um, more of, like, like Dan said, more of the same of what we've started at the second half of this year. You know, I love, you know, I know like people who aren't Browns fans, they're hating the, the Baker attitude. But as a Browns fan, we love it. You know, yeah. we need it. When you know that that clip of him when he said that he woke up this morning feeling dangerous, and then he get that, gave that sly little smile. I love that. And 
that's only the kind of thing you're going to love if you're a fan of the team. If you see it from another fan's perspective, you're going to see it as just arrogance. Um, you know, we've needed this for a long time, and I just want to see more of that. Yeah, I think um, Baker is great, especially when he does it and he wins. He called the fans out. He said, like, um, come on, fans, we want to see you fill the stadium. He fills the stadium, and then he wins. So yeah, It was the first time they sold out the stadium in December since they came back. Wow. So yeah. it's just like, that is the Mayfield effect. Guys, it's going to be tougher to get tickets next year. you got to remember that, though. It's going to be expensive for us. Yeah, everything's going to be more expensive, but <laughs> it's like stocks and shares. You know, when things are good, it gets more expensive. So uh, there we go. Anyone want to split a season ticket? <laughs> yeah. Oh, just, I, just buy a season ticket because you, you won't have any trouble selling the games you can't go to. My parents true. sell half of their tickets every year and they've never lost money on it. So just do it. If you're thinking about it, just do it. True. I can hook you for the guy. And that's why I know Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly knows everyone in the Browns uh, community. But guys, thanks a lot for your time. Dan, hopefully we'll get you back on the pod, maybe get you linked up from uh, uh, New York. And Kelly, you're always welcome. Hopefully... Uh, we can plan something between now and uh, the season and uh, maybe get together with the Cotswolds. That'd be well good. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. All right, excellent. Changes yes. here. Changes coming. Baker Mayfield's our quarterback. In Dorsey, we trust. This change coming. This change coming. This change coming.